Do you love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. Good evening and welcome to Rock Strikes Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com. A toast to cnjradio.com. Yes. Yes. There you go. What do I say after that? Or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating or review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. Let's just say it now. Welcome back, Logan. Hey. What's going on, Joey? Glad to be back. Plenty. It's great to have you back, man. Seriously. Awesome. Of course, that was Logan's beer. I'm drinking Sprite. Not even 7 and 7. I thought that was... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a little bit of vodka. Mm. Or gin. No, no, you no, seem no. like a gin guy. Sure. Cold gin. Cold gin. Yeah. See? <laughs> See? That's a so, softball for you. Yeah. Yeah, we got the... Everything's kind of upgraded. We got the studio decked out a little better than we're used to. It's like a dance floor. Yeah. there's We we, we can dance totally between dance songs floor. now. Right. That's great. So... Uh, think you, uh, you need if, a disco ball or anything? Um, someday, or uh, Verilites, you know. Yeah, if you heard the previous two episodes, the the four hours total epic concert memories of the year so far with my uh, better half Nola, she is responsible for this overhaul. She did a great job. They're very nice. She she, she is the, she's the handy person of the house. She assembled every <laughs> damn one of these. Because she actually wanted to. Was there assembly required? Yeah, but we have a power drill, and she likes toys, so there you go. Wow. Well, phrasing, yeah. Uh. Okay, thanks. Okay. Yeah, no, I saw the look in your face. You got real red real fast. You know when really white guys get (laughs) red? Okay. So, of course, you know why Logan's back. We got some shit to catch up on this year. We got two volumes of the following we're going to attempt to record today. Two. One for now, one for later. So... (laughs) We've got 20 notable deaths in music, whether you are a singer, producer, songwriter, what have you. If you contributed in some way, and I know of you, and you know maybe you're not like so much a, a jazz guy or a folk guy, we'll just say, right. then you're on the show. Uh, within these two episodes, like I said, TBA air date for the second one, but between these 20 names, we have two murders. I think a first for The Fallen. Huh. Yeah, you know the murders and all these are one's um, one's real off the off the page, and another one was decently notable in its field. But we'll get to those. It's right. a good tease for later. Okay. okay. Let's start off with an easy one. You all know, right. a uh, probably a you know natural causes because I didn't get right. cause of death. Right. So it's nothing sexy, but 
guy is definitely important. Everybody's heard this song. <laughs> this guy is the guitar player on this song. I think obviously had a hand in writing it. Okay. So this is a guy named Jim Fuller. He died March 3rd of this year at the age of 69. He was the lead <laughs> he was the lead guitar player. You know this one? Yeah, I think so. Lead guitar player for the Safaris. Nope, didn't know it. So, no, you know the I was going in a different different direction, but I do know the Safaris. What's their big hit? The summer anthem, the year it was out from 1963, kicking off this edition of The Fallen. This is Wipeout. <laughs> Wipeout! Kicking off, actually, this is the first day of summer. I was going to say when we recorded it, a f- first day of summer song. Yeah. And I think I'm, I think I mentioned, yeah, yeah. And uh, in case you didn't hear it, and you should if you hadn't, uh, when I was on Cobras and Fire, probably about a month, month and a half ago, and I took over as guest DJ, did the whole show myself. Mm-hmm. It was a fun listen. I played some cool tunes. Of course, as, you did, as you would hopefully expect me to do. Sure, I did mention that we we try to have the most fun with death. Right. So I figured that's maybe some sort of an enticement. How much more fun can you get than Wipeout? I mean, Starting seriously. off with Wipeout's a pretty... <laughs> yeah. Hey, summertime! Yeah, first day of summer and yeah. first death of... Uh, first death. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so let's move on. 
We're going to stick with the upbeat pop, that's okay. for sure. Right. Which usually we're into like our doo-wop song already by this point. I'm but, uh, <laughs> totally blind here. I have no idea what you're throwing at it. I like, I like doing it this way. I know you do. And I'm not trying to show you up or no, anything. No, no, I just no. think it's fun. No, so. no. Uh, three days later, on March 6th, a guy named Richie Adams, who is 78 years old, so no cause of death, probably natural causes. Right. He died. He was a, a songwriter who got lucky a couple of times. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the first one. He wrote Bobby Lewis's biggest hit, Tossin' and Turnin', which, huge song, yes. in tons of movies, you still hear it. But I would never have said Bobby Turner's song, Tossin' and Turnin'. Yeah. I would have just said, oh yeah, I know that song. You mean Bobby Lewis? Whatever. <laughs> no. Bobby Lewis. What did it say? Bobby Turner. He said Bobby Turner. <laughs> Tina Guys Turner. Turner, right? Ike, Ike Turner, no. Wait, who is this? What? Huh? Uh, so that song... <laughs> <laughs> Richie Adams is Richie, the guy. Richie Adams. Yeah. That's and he said it's spelled weird too because there's a T in the middle, so watch the lean. In Adams? Yeah, take your arm off the thing, sorry. There's a T in Adams? No, a, a T in Richie. Oh, a T in Richie. Yeah, Rit Chi. Uh, yes. Okay. There. okay. Just for those of you keeping score at home like in case Sambora, you, Yeah. Right? Uh, no, no, Sambora didn't have a T. I thought he did. No, no. You sure? Pretty sure. Almost positive. How sure are you? Decently sure. Okay. I'd put a 10 on it. So, All right. So he wrote Tossin' and Turnin', which uh, Kiss fans out there know that song because Peter Chris covered it on the 78 Solo record. Of course. <laughs> Definitely not in Logan's canon there. Ooh. That record's not even in my canon, to be fair. <laughs> but the other song that he wrote was a song in the 60s. Which, Didn't he retire? Yeah, from from the five gigs he's played in the last 15 oh, okay. years. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, woof, woof. So... <laughs> We're being terrible to Richie here. So he had this other hit, which is, uh, if I guess if you had to make a list of like the top 20 bubblegum pop songs of all time, oh, fuck. you would you would have probably have this one on here. Maybe the other hit by this band. But he wrote a song for the Archies, and it's not the one that was number one the week you were born. Ugh. It was the other one, <laughs> the one that became a television theme Okay. For the Banana Splits, the Tra-La-La song, really? One Banana, Two Banana. Wow. So he wrote that song. Okay. And just to have a little fun with it, I, I think I've got both versions, but I'm going to play you uh, something a little bit more from my high school era. Ooh, so I know you know what I'm going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who does it then? It's on the Saturday morning collection. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because I never did get that. Where they had the uh, hipster alternative bands Helmet of the day. Helmet did Gigantor. I remember, yeah, and uh, Reverend Orton, he did The Toadies were on there, too. Oh. Yeah, I remember hearing Fat Albert on there and like some. Damn, other I don't stuff. remember many others. Matthew Sweet did the Scooby Doo theme, oh, which really? was perfect for him. That's awesome. Like, that's exactly Matthew Sweet. Awesome. So we're talking about Saturday Morning, which was like a Saturday song Morning discovery. cartoons was a compilation back in the nineties. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So for the Banana Split song, it's a duet between oh. uh, Material Issue oh, backing really? up Liz Fair on the vocals. So here you go. Which yeah, okay. <laughs> Everyone, try la 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 la, try 
All right, there you go. Officially from the Saturday morning soundtrack. That was... Was it just called Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah. And then like a big subtitle like... Okay. Today's bands covering yesterday's cartoons. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Let's go with that. Yeah. So that was that was officially Liz Fair and Material Issue doing right. the Tra La La song. Yes. One Banana, Two Banana, written by Richie Adams in honor of Richie Adams being dead. Okay. Moving, <laughs> moving on. And like we say a lot on The Fallen, something completely different... Joni Sledge. A sister? Yeah, she's a really? sister Sledge. Yeah, I'm going to play Sister Sledge. Obviously, I'm not going to play We Are Family, because if there's a song I don't need to hear ever again, oh, I'm sorry, but it's We Are Family. It's, <laughs> I, I don't need to hear that song. I'm fine with He's the Greatest Dancer and all that month, kind of stuff. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's and, Pride Month. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Um, not even, you know. Well, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my rainbow cape just in case. Sure. Hoping that you play We Are Family. I'm not, but uh, since, you know, and I'm, I'm not a hater, not a big fan no, either. Not. But so well, we're going to go with that record at least. So okay. from 1979. Because I have that. And since this is for Joni Sledge, shake who, set. yeah, you, no, yeah, shaking head. So Joni Sledge, I went with a song that she sang the lead on. Okay. Because they would always change around. Fair enough. So she did not sing lead on We Are Family. She did not sing lead on He's a Greatest Dancer, which is probably their best song. But I'm going to play you this one from that record, which is, okay. a, is a pretty cool song. It's okay. a little more... Uh, it's a little more low-key. A little, little down-tempo. Yeah, so this one is Easier to is Love. A, is it a slow jam? It's jam? a little bit of a couple skate only. Okay. So oh, I like oh, it on oh, that surface. Wow. So yeah, yeah. What year is this? 1979, the 1979. year I was born. Ooh, thanks yeah. for all of that. You're welcome. Enjoy, kids. Yay. What more can I say? 
And I think originally when I read that Joni Sledge had died, I was like, eh, "Am I going to play Sister Sledge on Rock Strikes In?" It's it's a it's a fair question. And but I, I think I listened to this track knowing that she was the lead singer, and I was like, "She kills on it." So it's pretty smooth. I wanted to put it on there. Good it's job. A little bit of I said, couple skate only. It's like that mixed with like a low rider slow like jam. Cur- you said Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. The lyrics are very Curtis Kinda Mayfield. I get that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. dig it. So there you go. Easier to love. From the We Are Family record, 1979. Not so bad. Uh, in order of happenings, I already did a two-parter on Chuck Berry, but right. let's just go ahead and give it up for Chuck one more time. Chuck. A toast to him. Hey. So I'll be checking out that new record that he. Oh had my finished, gosh, that's right. That he had finished before, like the year before, apparently. Oh, was it a year? The can, or it was like it wasn't that much in the can but it was done all of it was pretty much done by the time he wow. died so I it's, it's not going to be one of those patchwork things you okay. know so thank, right. thankfully so he'll be on rock and rank soon enough right yeah <laughs> so moving on from that march 21st of this year at the ripe old age of 87 wow uh, a guy who's not necessarily known right off the bat as a music guy okay Chuck Barris, the king of the game show. Okay. Did you see Confessions Re- of a Dangerous Mind? By the way, that was a good little movie. It was. Confessions of a Dangerous. It was no, apparently no, based on not. his autobiography, to which no. he admitted, okay. whether people believe him or not, right, that he was a CIA assassin. Oh, that's while right. doing all this other stuff, while doing Match Game and right. creating those things and Newlywed Game. That while was, he was okay, while he so was, while you he's have a to game see this show. Movie, yeah. Game show host. He's also a CIA assassin. Yes. Well, I mean, he he's not so he was not so much the host of those shows. What did he actively assassinate? 
I don't know, but here's the thing. He created these shows, so he's like a producer, he's on set, and all this other jazz, and supposedly... He can be gone whenever he needs to be yeah, gone. Yeah, on the weekends, when they're not filming. Okay. So mm. he claims that I didn't realize did that. I, I I didn't realize it was supposed to be in mm-hmm. in Durham. sync with yeah. him also being host of these shows. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes. So that's even yeah. Okay. <laughs> I recommend the movie just because also the great Sam Rockwell portrays Chuck Barris and he's one of yeah. our finer actors. Uh, that guy is always he can make anything great. So that's good. That that's how I feel. So. That being said, he had a musical claim to fame as well. Do you know his one hit that he wrote? It's like, I know you read the obituary when it happened. I did. Yeah. So back in 19... something or other. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to write the year I down. wasn't alive then, Joey. Uh, a song that was covered by a lot of bands that I love, like okay. the Beach Boys and the Ramones, okay. and was the lone hit for Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Talking about... The Palisades Park. talking about saxophones saxophones <laughs> and uh as the song was playing like logan just goes yeah he did it he killed those people he totally killed those people <laughs> i don't know who he who he assassinated but they must have been not so important it's like the president but of kirkenstein or something yeah, like right. some country we don't know about stein bahamas don i'm saying that's a place right so watch the movie it's good confessions of a dangerous mind the, the late, great, now Chuck Barris, who created a lot of trash television, but we love him and for And I it. think we both agreed that we had Palisades Park on some K-Tel cassette. Yeah. Which you said you're... you're who gave it to my you? My aunt. My okay. aunt gave me some 50s... Yeah. Which at the time you're like... Uh, shop. Yeah, I was kind of yeah, like, they're, they're oh, like, back then. like, he likes rock and roll. Right, know? exactly. And like I said, I think I got mine with a Phillips station. It was so Shell funny. Station, my grandmother, know? whenever I would ask for <laughs> you know music from her, she would give me the exact cassette that I wanted... 
And then she would give me like another one. And she, so like I always ended up with something like fucking Don Ho and Tiny Bubbles or some a, shit. She tried to be a tastemaker for The you. Four Aces. Oh, that wow. That was another one. Wow. Yeah. The Ink Spots. So oh. I had this like whole collection of like, oh, you had this is shit that I'm not going to listen to. And then finally I listened to it. I was like. Like last Fucking week. Hey, man, Grandma had some pretty badass taste. <laughs> you just started last week. Literally. Yeah, last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you bring up the ink spots. I have to do this. I don't think I've done this on the show yet, but okay. what what better chance am I going to have? I think all the ink spots are dead anyway. Yeah. So, have you, <laughs> you got to go, you got to see this because it's still up there. Okay. Go, go Wikipedia, the ink spots, because I was already fascinated because they play them a lot at work. Right. It's one of those bands. Really? I hear him at work quite a bit. Huh. It's that, yeah, I always say the ghost of the ink spots because the way that lead vocalist, he sounds like a ghost. He's like, oh. Yeah. It's like the ghost of Jack Bruce, you know? Right, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the ink spots, you know, people people talk about ACDC and Motorhead. You know, they, they put out the same records. Every ink, ink spot spots, song. Yeah. And here's the thing. it even It's the same four-chord intro. So much so that on their Wikipedia page, it lists the four chords you need to know to play the intro of any Ink Spot song. <laughs> Not even kidding. And this, there's always the solo section. Oh yeah. In air quotes, which is that guy doing the spoken word breakdown of what the song's about. Doo-wop was a really formatted kind of thing, though. But it's like but it's like they post really blue, it's they, like post blues, early doo-wop. It's like it right is early doo It's like post war. Yeah. And yes, the, and so yeah. like uh, like I don't want to set the world on fire, which even Megadeth fans know that song because it's sampled in so far so good. Right. So what? But he's like, I don't want to set the world on fire. Yes, and then the yeah. guy comes in in the middle and goes, baby, I don't want to set the world on fire. Yeah, I got better things to do. You know. Yeah. All right, let's move on. That was, that was uh, we went backwards to go, and that was brought to you by. <laughs> that was brought to you by the silencer of Chuck Barris. The silencer of Chuck Barris. <laughs> right. The piano wire of Chuck Barris. Right. The plastic bag of Chuck Barris. <laughs> the vial. Right. All right. So we went way back in time to go past Freddie Cannon right. into the seventies now. And a guy who was a drummer on albums that sold millions of records. Okay. And he died at sea. Ooh. On March 22nd of this year on a classic rock cruise. On stage, oh, by the way. Oh, crap. See, it's been a... This is March stuff, so the yeah. brain has just... It's out of the cash it's, file. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's already... You know. Yeah, Sib Hashian, who was the drummer for Boston. And... So he played on the first two Boston records. Yeah, what was it? What was it? I mean, that was... I think he played a little bit on third stage, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But, uh, but he left after that. So, like, I mean, he played on the second biggest debut album of all time. Really? Yeah. Boston Boston is the second biggest selling debut album of any artist of all time. Number one is actually Guns N' Roses. But Boston yeah. held the record for a good, you know, 12 years or something like that. 13 years. Really? That was yeah. it? Yeah. So. I figured that, well. But it still sells. I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and try to do the math. Yeah. I mean, Boston, yeah. Boston still sells by the crate load. Oh, yeah. I've always said I'd love to see the breakdown on just how much those guys make daily on radio spins alone. Yeah. I, I bet it's massive. 
you know. So anyway, well, the, who's well, who's left the one? one? <laughs> yeah, one of them. Like there's literally one original in the band. Blah blah blah. Right. Anyway, I won't go into that thing, but I will say Sebastian. That's really un- that was really unfortunate to hear about that though. That, yeah, you know, him him dying on stage because I, I remember that coming coming down through the through the Twitter and all that stuff about yeah. you know. I think David Marks of the Beach Boys was on stage with them when that really? happened too. I remember him saying something about that. Almost positive. That's that sounds case, right. You know, it's traumatizing for those who witness it, but I yeah. feel like that's got to be the best way. <laughs> Almost at a point. Yeah, I mean, so to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe the, after the show, you know, maybe like right when you walk off and you and you're backstage and bam. It's it's one. Of, it's it's like, it's like the whole Bing Crosby thing. Well, at least he died doing something that he loved. Hitting his kids. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, oh. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> wow, he was on the golf course, sir. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. I didn't. And yes, I'm just thinking right. of the judge in Caddyshack now. <laughs> this is the best game ever. <laughs> Lightning right. strikes the club. Yeah. Right. Maybe that. Maybe that's how he went. Maybe that's why they. Maybe they. Based no, he just it had on a heart him. attack. Oh, okay. But Sip Hashian, I definitely wanted to feature the song that represents how awesome he could play. Right. And to me, there's just no question. At four minutes and twenty seconds. Uh oh. It's smoking. Smoking. Stop it. 
right, there you go. Hope you had your uh, trolling internet comments ready to go. That was a South Park joke. Who's gonna troll that? Yeah, that was that was a South Park reference. Cause Which was the the song "Smoking" actually Smoking was? Recent, recently used in the oh, last okay. season of South Park. So oh. good times there. Good uh, times, sure. all you South Parkers. Yes, and you've heard that song a billion times, but screw it, you know. Whatever. Like I said, it's a nice upbeat song. And register your complaint at the complaint department. Yes, which is that wall over there. Over there. Yeah. So for Sib Hashian, rest in peace, sir. You were a very, very good drummer, and you had one of the finest afros known to man. That was a pretty that badass. Pit, that picture on the yeah. back of the oh, it was a pretty badass afro, dude. Ooh, yeah. White, white guy too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. White man afro Hall of Fame, right next to Neil Sean. Yes, <laughs> early Neil Sean is totally stout. Yes. All right. This guy is definitely stout in his production standpoint. Ooh. Didn't do anything half-assed. Everything was epic for this guy. Okay. And uh, it turns out he died of an accidental overdose at the beginning of April and April mm. 5th. Uh, a guy who is known by a wide range of people. Okay. Even if they don't know him, they know his contributions. Whether you're a heavy metal fan, especially from the 80s, or... You could be somebody's grandma. Talking about Paul O'Neill. Oh. Yeah, who started his career, at least his notable career, in Sabotage. And That's it, yes. And pretty much wrote the bulk of their catalog. Yes, yeah. Gosh, was that an accidental overdose? Yeah, that's what... They, was it really? They said that he had had multiple surgeries over the years, and he was taking a lot of different wow. things. and they said no that kidding. It was just a bad, uh, bad timing. Stuff, wow. got, stuff got mixed and done too much and say love he was working on a ton of stuff I don't think he did it on purpose so. no no probably not but, yeah. but I mean you know he's constantly I mean his his cash cow now has been Trans-Siberian yeah so and which came from Sabotage a lot yeah, of people right. still don't know that a Sabotage right. had this album Dead Winter Dead right there in the mid 90s when Sabotage was yeah. at a commercial low I mean they never had big hits but right. it was the labels weren't paying attention to the bands as much anymore right. and all that stuff but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they do this song called Christmas Eve Sarajevo on Dead Winter Dead. It starts getting play on the rock stations, but then some people, other people hear it. And but then those stations that start playing Christmas music mm-hmm. in, like, November 1st yeah. through January 5th, <laughs> yeah. those are the ones that kind of pulled out, uh, pulled their, you know, or at least became aware of that song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... They were like, we want to play this, it, but... It totally... Can you remix sab- it a little bit? Sabotage? What the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he did a genius move. I mean, rebranded. You, you can you can you know put Christmas music all through the ringer all you want, but sure. you can plan all year just to make you Ex- know exactly. a couple million or at Christmas make twenty million. Exactly, and that's the thing that that's the genius of the Trans Siberian Orchestra thing. Yeah, I don't know if they were doing it up to this point. But at one point, it was so massive, there were two touring oh, yeah. versions that were official. And there was like A shows and B shows, or afternoon shows and say, night shows. They, they, they do matinees and night shows. Yeah, and they each had their own lead guitar player. And the, the cool thing is, like a lot of the Sabotage guys got brought in to do it. They, yeah. So it wasn't just like Paul O'Neill selling out and leaving his buddies at the doorstep. Right. Everybody came along for the ride. Pretty much, and, yeah, and yeah. My daughter was like... She loved it, <laughs> right? And to the point to where I was like, "Well, do you want to go see that?" Kind of going, "Hey, yeah, I know a couple of these guys." Hey, <laughs> come on, but yeah. you know, I've heard the stage. Show I think great. I, I think tickets are already on sale for their I'm, shows in. I'm, 
the yeah. end of the year. It's, so. it, and it's weird because it, this wasn't a very notable death on a mainstream basis, but I feel like once the season rolls around again, they're going to get word it's, yeah, it's that Paul be... O'Neill is not with us anymore. So. Well, I mean, yeah, certainly yeah. they have to do some sort of tribute to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this is your... That's your poobah. I mean, the, yeah. The father, the founder. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was trying to, you know, I didn't want to, I'm not going to play Trans-Siberian on the show. Not, oh. that I, not that I wouldn't, but, and I didn't want to go, I kind of wanted to get right there in the middle. So no early sabotage, nothing wrong within the Hall of the Mountain King or anything like that. But I wanted to, actually, I played this song on the show probably about five years ago, but I really do dig this song. Yeah. I think it's a nice bridge gap between right. what he did and then what he did later. Right. So it's, it's a very, uh epic sabotage track as long as you said the word epic we'll go with it yeah and that's pretty much what paul o'neill's strength that's was. exactly what paul o'neill was was about so from the album of the same name this is a z-rock classic for me oh. this is edge of thorns
there you go rest in peace paul o'neill i i respect the guy for his wherewithal and ad- adaption to the business i will say so yeah, he went the right way and uh a good arranger nothing wrong with it at all so there you go sabotage edge of thorns i want to say it was about 93 94 yeah without my notes something like that i do have notes but i don't write I certain things on them either right yeah now. i know it's a <laughs> Uh, there was another guy. I'm not going to play him, but a notable-ish enough music guy, David Peel, who was a protest folk sort of novelty comedy shock guy. Was like, it the Fishheads guy? No, no, not that. No, that was Barnes and Barnes. Oh, okay. But uh, David Peel was the guy that made friends with John Lennon, and so John Lennon gave him the rub and produced some right. tracks for him. And right. He, he had that novel he saw in The Pope Smokes Dope. Okay. So he died. If you didn't you know go. that, so. He didn't overdose on marijuana. I was going to say, you can't overdose on marijuana. Yeah, no, so exactly. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, rest in peace, David Peel. Take note, kids. <laughs> right. Take note. Except my daughter. You yeah, can. Ex- exactly. You can totally overdose. Yeah. yeah. Reefer madness. Look reefer. You will drive you nuts. Hey, man, I don't want to deal with no reefer addicts, man. You and I don't go. want that phone call from your mom. <laughs> your mom. All right. <laughs> April 8th. Kenny Richards, K E N I, K E N I. Yeah, you may have bought this album back in 1984. I know okay. I did, or I begged for it and I got the 45, so I did okay. Is it New Shoes? No, no, I, I do like New Shoes. Oh, that was 86. Though. Though. Yeah, that was 86. Yeah. So Kenny Richards was the original drummer, at least the uh, first notable drummer mm-hmm. for a band called Autograph. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? 60 years old. and They were just here. Yeah, they? but they they have mostly all well, the guys. Well, yeah, I mean. A couple of founders. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, probably the voice and like a bass player or well, something Plunkett's like not that. there anymore, actually. Oh, is he not? No, no, but uh, here's the thing. I From from that inner circle and that, right. that fan base, who would be pretty vocal about how bad it is if it was, right. they're getting good reviews. I know. And they're getting rebooked at a lot of the places I they play, know, so I might I'd, have to go see Autograph. I had a friend of mine who saw him down in San Antonio. Oh, nice. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard those first... He said okay things about yeah. it, so... I heard those first three records. Uh, one of their big claim to fames is I they didn't were, have that record, though. They were invited... I had the single, I think. I, yeah, turn up the radio. Yeah. I have the 45. Yes. I still have it. Yeah. 
Matter of fact, that'll tie in here in a second. Yes. Oh, good. But let's get to the dark stuff first. Oh, okay. I will say, like I said, I was about to say, one of their career highlights was they got invited personally to be on the 1984 tour for Van Halen. Oh. Yeah. The, the two main Is openers... Is that who opened up for Van Halen on that tour? Uh, the two main openers on that tour were Autograph okay. and After the Fire. <laughs> oh, After the Fire. Yeah. I think that's who we got here at Dallas. Probably, yeah. I think so. Yeah, so... Uh, little because yin, I've never heard a little, of them again. A little bit of a yin-yang there, right? right? <laughs> but uh, Autograph hadn't even put out the record, and they got that tour. Oh, wow. So okay. they were like hot shit, and like right. there was a bidding war for Autograph. So. Wow. And they had a, about, a, about a two- or three-year run on the commercial scene. Yeah. And, you know, every as every subsequent album came out, it kind of went downhill. But like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they're out there keeping those songs alive because that's really what it's all about if you can... I didn't have that record did you have the, the full record I finally a few years ago got sign in please on vinyl did you and I actually have uh, that's the stuff also the follow up oh, on wow. vinyl so wow. yeah I, I like I like the singles off that so right. I went ahead and got it so I teased this earlier this is the first of two murders <laughs> no was he one of the murderers no, apparently, here's uh, the official cause of death is a drug-related homicide. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so who knows? That could entail a bunch of different that things. That could be a whole can of worms. But basically, prob- I mean, I don't even have all the ins and outs, whether he was an innocent bystander or he was in the shit. Huh. I just don't know. But it's it's not something you hear about on the fall, and no, that's for sure. So no. very notable. And, you know, we were going to play him anyway. But I don't right. really have a good transition. But to answer your question earlier, yes, I had uh, turned up the radio on 45. Yes. And I always really enjoyed the B-side on there. So that's what we're going to play. All right. Literally straight from that rip. Oh. Through the computer, from the vinyl player. This is Thrill of Love.
Dolly needs an outlet. All right, there you go. From 1984, sign in, please. <laughs> I think I might have got an 85, but it was like right either it's right at the end there. of 84 yeah, think, yeah, or yeah, 85. Yeah. But that was for Kenny Richards. Rest in peace. That was Man. Thrill of Love. That's a tough way to go, too, which, dude. Not just on the B-side of the single, but also on the full-length album. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on here. Another guy that played part of a rhythm section, okay. much like Kenny did, was a All guy right. named Alan Henderson, who died the next day on April 9th. Not even sure. He, he might have been... I'm going to guess he was Irish, just because of the band that he started with. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. So he was the original or at least most notable bass player right. for the band Them. Oh. Ah, yeah, so... The good old Van Morrison outfit. Yes. I don't always go obvious, as as we talk about Do, here. Are you going obvious? I'm or? going super obvious because he played on this track, and I right. think that's super important that he did. Yeah. He played on Baby Please Don't Go as well, which right. is, of the billions of versions, that might right. be the most popular version. Yeah. Not the best. The best one's ACDC, right, right. but anyway. Oh. That's what I think. Hot sports opinion. Hot sports opinion. And another song that's been covered to death. And in the RSTNLE pantheon of if you start a garage rock band, right. if you don't know this song, oh, yeah. you're not a real band. Get out. This is Gloria.
the band that Van Morrison should have stayed in, them. That's cool. What can? How many Van Morrison songs do you really like? Legitimately. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. That's that's high for me, but I you know, I think I you know and as a. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I got it. I got it. Speaking of Ireland, <laughs> good day, mate. No, not really. Irish hate him, by the I... way, because he never uh, he never went back. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's that's why they love Thin Lizzy, but they hate they don't like Van. They like Thin Lizzy. Love him. There's a goddamn Fuck. Phil Innett statue like in the town square somewhere, which, is, which I love, by the okay. way. Thin Lizzy is one of the greatest bands ever, despite what some of you people despite say. Despite what I think, I guess. So, but yeah, I I like Moon Dance, all right. I like Into the Mystic, and I like Jackie Wilson said, "If I ne- Brown Eyed Girls on on your Hotel California list for me, like if I never, oh really? I'll give you five years of my life if I never have to hear that song." Brown Eyed Girl is an ass whip. I'll give you three years of my life. Okay. However, I will give you 20 for fucking Hotel California. <laughs> nice. Which means... Go out in style, sir. Next year's the year. Good looking <laughs> corpse there. All right. Death, death, death. So, that being said, I made it about Van Morrison, but that was for Alan Henderson, who was the bass player for them. Right. So you are uh, RIP drummers. Yeah, you are in the uh, upper echelon pantheon for bass players in garage rock bands forever stuff, and ever man. and ever. Always. We've got two more to go on this particular part. All right. See if we can get through both parts today. That would be okay. awesome. Okay. Okay. So, how about <laughs> I've already done a fallen entry. I don't know if this was a solo show or with you. Okay. But a few years ago, the drummer for this band died, and now. The rhythm section has been complete in the Fallen for this particular band. Is this EOP? No, 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 <laughs> no. We still have Palmer. Palmer. Palmer is still alive. Are we sure? Yeah, because Pal's dead. So Pal's dead. So ELP2, ELP2 is dead. Right. But Pal is, uh, Palmer, Palmer is still alive. Okay. Yes, Earl Palmer, I believe, is still alive. I will double check your word. Double check that while I talk about this okay. guy. I'm actually going to get out my... Get out the Phone. Phone. So, this guy named Banner Thomas, who died on April 10th of this year at the age of 63 of pneumonia, which still kills people, apparently. Just go to the doctor, guy. Seriously, okay? 2017. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he was the bass player uh, during the uh, commercial peak for Molly Hatchet. So, I'm going to do the same thing that I did with the drummer. For Banner Thomas, this is the most obvious effing Molly Hatchet song. And it also happens to be the only one I own. So screw it. That's a good... For rhythm section, this is the boogie, man. So, yeah, you know. It's flirting with disaster. Yeah.
We've been doing some classic rock beatings on the show this week. Skip. <laughs> That's one you do turn the radio off for, right? For I, I, I'm not even sure that I make it. Well, there's in that, that that little bit of no. southern rock inside of you, a little pit of your stomach there that doesn't no. doesn't shake your butt for a flare wind disaster. No. Come on, man. No. Have some have some uh, sympathy for old Banner there. Yeah. All right, whatever. No, no disrespect, right? I'll do respect. <laughs> whatever. Last song of the night for no. for a death show. I figured I picked what a, a good one to go right on to yeah. tonight. I picked a party jam for okay. the last. Song. All right, all right, and because. That's what this band was. All right. The, the band that this guy started, and he must have because it was named after him. CNC Music Factory. <laughs> no, but I'm sweating right now. Ooh. Uh, on April 11th, uh, apparently this hometown boy of Boston, Massachusetts, who was very well known throughout the community, never left Boston even after he got uh, okay. successful, made a few bucks. Right. And... It, all the people that he would see on a normal basis, whether it be, you know, the bartender or the librarian or whatever. It's like, I haven't seen that guy the in a few weeks. The bartender or the librarian. I'm just thinking right, about, right, you know, right. let's, say, let's say you don't going. have to work and you get checks in the mail consistently. So, yeah, you know, you'll see the firefighter and the policeman. Yeah, yeah. The people in my neighborhood. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know if this guy was living a happy or a sad life. This one right. can go either way. All right. They're like, hey, I haven't seen this guy around in a while. Is this a murder? No, this is not. No, the murder's on part two, so okay. stay tuned. All right. Yeah, so uh, police show up at the guy's house, and uh, he's dead on his chair at the age of 71. Lane but, Staley. But he had a great band, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Jay Giles. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you miss that one? No, no. I, yeah. I remember that. I just didn't read the deets on Oh, it. the deets? Okay, gotcha. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot huh. of people just know the commercial side of Jay Giles from the early '80s, but hey. they were around. It's kind of like Twisted Sister in a way, like they Freeze were around frame. through the whole '70s. Like, I mean, just all through the '70s. Centerfold, centerfold, hey, yeah. Of course, all this it's love stinks. They were from Boston. Yeah, yeah, all they right. were like Boston's favorite sons after Aerosmith, you know. Yeah. So and did tons of shows with them all the time. I and know that. Yeah, they. They, I remember they did like a big show a few years ago, like at the at the baseball stadium with Aerosmith, and it was like a at big the bo- baseball stadium. Yeah, at the baseball stadium where the baseball people play. <laughs> um, that's Fenway, sir. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, the sax. <laughs> All right, but I'm getting away here. Jay Giles. Jay uh, Giles. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, let's listen to Love Stinks. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go. Like I said, I want to close out with a party anthem. Oh, okay. And it's not. Centerfold. No, no, it's it's not one that they wrote. It's, it's actually a cover. Oh. Because if you cover. haven't heard, this is one oh, of... Oh, that's right. I, I'm a fan of classic live albums. This is one of the great live albums that you have to get. So from 1982, Showtime, this is the one to close with. This is the Jay Giles Band, of course, led by the great Peter Wolf on vocals and their super fun, awesome version of Wilson Pickett's Land of a Thousand Dances. Oh. There you go. One, two, three!
Perfect opportunity to dance around on the new floor, and you blew it. I don't have very lights or <laughs> yeah, we a get disco some, ball. We get some strobes in here. Yeah, strobes. Strobes, whatever. Yeah. Strobe me, strobe me. No, no. All right. I just killed Billy you're, Squire. You're by killing my mood right now. <laughs> okay. That was for the great Jay Giles. Rest in peace. Go, uh, go deep on Jay Giles. If you only know three Jay Giles songs, do yourself a favor and get in there. I mean. Let's say four big hits. Rock and really. Roll Hall of Fame 2018. There you go. I, I think they're legit. Yeah. Great party band. All we right. talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different show, though. Peter Wolf on the Wait, great Wait, was that fr- your show or yeah, the that was, that Randy was Randy's show. show. That's Randy's okay. show. Yeah, oh. That Which, was, I'll let you just cover yeah, that next. That was a barn burner. Yeah, it was. We'll, uh, we'll plug Randy's show here in about 30 seconds. I know. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today. Thanks. Go to cnjradio.com for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10. Tons with Logan, and also Tons. the ones that iTunes, they don't have anymore. So okay. they only have the recent 100 episodes on iTunes. But really? for everything else, go to cnjradio.com. So there's like four of them on. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> While you're on there, as we were referencing earlier, if you want to hear that crazy train wreck of a Hall of Fame roundtable, oh. check out the Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. Two new episodes coming soon. Oh, two. Yeah, yeah. He sent me two the other day, and I still need to do them. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, Randy. That was one of those things where I said, and uh, I forgot to do them. Okay. But if he listens, I'm sorry. Hey, Randy. Yeah. (laughs) Convince me. Okay. While you're on cnjradio.com, of course, stick around for the Last Theater on the Left and the Wrestling House Show blogs, courtesy of our friend in Japan, Chris. Send him some love. His stuff is always great and always current. So... Thank you once again, Chris. Last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Thanks, by the way, thank oh. you for coming on, Logan. Hey, thanks. High five. High five. All right. Everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. High five.
saxophones, you've got to fucking be kidding me. <laughs>